In this week's reselling news, ThreadUp continues to add new selling partners, Amazon continues to remove them, and the United States Postal Service, they don't care about any of that. They just want more of your money more often. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of the Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. For those of you who are joining me live this morning on the YouTube, uh, thank you and welcome. I will try to pop into the chat and say hello and answer any questions or uh, discuss any comments I might see over there. But uh, if this is your first time on the channel, my name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber and podcaster working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area. And this channel, it's all about the flip life. We're going to go over quite a bit of reselling news, and then I will have a fairly interesting What Sold recap at the end. Uh, As always, if you are here live, feel free to comment. And like I said, I will try to pop over there and check those out. But first, let's get into... News updates. So we're going to start the news with something... Uh, unfortunately, sad, and many of you probably have already seen this, but uh, we lost a couple of resellers and a couple of fellow YouTubers last week. Uh, this article from the uh, Alabama, is it Alabama News, uh, Alabama Pickers, a couple known for reselling and vaccine opposition, both dead of COVID. This was last week. Uh, the married Alabama couple known for their reselling videos on YouTube under the name Alabama Pickers have both died of COVID. Dusty and Tristan Graham lived in Huntsville, where they would often post videos about various tips and tricks to reselling vintage items like clothes and home decor. They sold on eBay under the username Bama4348. Dusty died last Thursday, uh, almost three weeks after his wife passed away, according to the GoFundMe page set up by one of their children. Uh, One of the last videos the married couple posted on their now deleted YouTube channel was about how they would not get the vaccine. Um, It was later reposted on another channel, um, Vaxman's channel. So they were very adamant about not getting the vaccine, and unfortunately, it did not work out for them. So I don't want to editorialize too much on this. Uh, do what you need to do to keep yourself, your family, your loved ones, and your community safe. But uh, this was this was really sad to watch happen over the, the couple of weeks. Um, the, the husband had posted, I think, a GoFundMe page sometime in between her death, obviously, and his to try to wait, raise some money for the funeral expenses. Uh, the kids, I believe, now have expanded that. There is a link in the article, which I will post, of course, on the show notes and the video description below if you'd like to contribute to those funeral expenses. As of the writing of this article, uh, they had raised $20,000 of their $35,000 goal. So again, there will be a link there if you would like to contribute. But this was sad news. Uh, I don't know. I suppose there are some people out there who have not been touched in some way by COVID, but I don't know any. Um, Almost everybody I know either knows someone who has been sick, very sick, or has passed away. I have many people in my kind of extended friends, family, and acquaintances through Facebook and Instagram who have dealt with either long COVID or 
uh, most recently, someone who was doing everything right, was double vaccinated, wearing masks, trying not to go out, got sick and actually passed away. So this thing is no joke. Um, So as I said, not to editorialize too much, but please do what you need to do to keep uh, everyone in your life safe. So moving on into actual more hopefully upbeat reselling news now. Uh, ThreadUp continues to grow. They have added uh, fashion company Michael Stars to their lineup. Apparel brand Michael Stars has signed up as one of ThreadUp Inc.'s retail partners using the online retailer's resale as a service platform. The Los Angeles-based label said the deal with ThreadUp will allow it to sell pre-owned clothing while helping reduce the number of clothing items thrown away in the U.S. each year, most of which could be recycled or reused. We've talked about that numerous times on this show, that this is a big push for these companies, particularly those that are aiming at the millennials. They really want to heighten the reuse, recycle aspect of this as much as the money aspect of it, because those that cohort of people is really environmentally conscious and concerned about that kind of stuff. But of course, money is uh, always part of the bottom line. The secondhand market is booming and participating in the resale economy is becoming table stakes for retailers, Michael Starr's co-founder and president Suzanne Lerner said in a statement. ThreadUp is transforming resale and writing the playbook for how brands can enable resale at scale. And we're thrilled to partner with them to debut Michael Starr's resale program and better service customers and the environment. Uh, thread up for their part says Michael stars is well known for its timeless styles that are made to last and therefore have excellent resale value said, uh, Pooja Sethi thread ups, general manager of retail as a service thread up is thrilled to support their newest initiative to encourage more circular habits among consumers by powering apparel clean out through our resale as a service. We aim to help keep clothes in use longer and out of landfills. So there you go. I don't know. This is a brand I don't do clothing, as I've talked about on many occasions here. I'm not familiar with this brand, but if you are a reseller of clothing, I know I have a few that uh, watch the show or listen to the podcast. Let me know if this is a brand that uh, is going to hurt you by joining in with ThreadUp's retail or resale as a service. So while ThreadUp continues to add partners, Amazon uh, broke out the ban hammer over the last couple of months. Uh, Amazon says it has permanently banned 600 Chinese brands for what they call review fraud. Uh, They claim these companies knew what they were doing. The article says, remember when gadget vendors Aki, MPOW, RavPower, Vava, Taltronics, and Chowtech started mysteriously disappearing from Amazon's online storefront? And it turned out Amazon had to intentionally yank them while vaguely gesturing to the sanctity of its user reviews. Turns out, They were just the tip of the iceberg, it says. Amazon has now permanently banned over 600 Chinese brands across 3,000 seller accounts, the company confirms to The Verge. Again, I will link to this article in the show notes and the video description below. Amazon says that's the grand tally after five months of its global crackdown, and it's no longer being shy about why. A spokesperson tells us these 600 brands were banned for knowingly, repeatedly, and significantly violating Amazon's policies, especially the ones around review abuse. Amazon's crackdown began amidst reporting by the Wall Street Journal's Nicole Wen about how companies like RavPower, 
were offering gift cards in exchange for reviews. And I had actually gotten a couple of these. I've got a set of earbuds from Empow. They're really good. I mean, I would have given them a good review even without the the bribe, <laughs> uh, as it were. But yeah, mine had a card right in the package. You know, do a review for us, send us a link to it, and we'll send you a $10 gift card. So this kind of stuff, Amazon, and I, I probably would be fair to say I would think most platforms frown on they don't want review abuse they want accurate customer reviews i know as resellers we're always trying to maximize the positive feedback and minimize the negative we try to get negatives removed and we'll we'll do things <laughs> uh, to try to keep our metrics high but this is one that amazon has flagged so uh, if you're a seller on amazon uh, especially one that has a private brand don't try to game their review system uh, the article goes on to say, in early July, the parent company of Shenzhen Yukeshu Technology, more commonly known as YKS, reported that Amazon had closed 340 of their online stores and frozen over $20 million in assets, according to the South China Morning Post. Uh, the publication described YKS as one of the platform's largest Chinese retailers. So this is big money. And not only are they having their accounts suspended, um, they're having their assets frozen. They're not able to get their money. So this is this is big stuff. So if you're a seller on Amazon, uh, be aware that they are on the lookout for that. Amazon says they will continue to improve abuse detection and take enforcement action against bad actors, including those that knowingly engage in multiple and repeated policy violations, including review abuse. We are confident that the steps we take are in the best interests of our customers as well as the honest businesses that make up the vast majority of our global selling community. So there you go. Uh, Amazon with the banhammer. The United States Postal Service. Gosh, I love I, I I do. I really do admire what the post office can do. I can ship an item for a few dollars clear across the country in a, a handful of days. It's really a great value. But these price increases, man, <laughs> uh, it is starting to get out of control. And they announced this week that beginning next year, they're actually going to raise rates twice per year. So the United States Postal Service announced last week that it will raise rates for market-dominant services. This includes first-class stamps uh, and media mail twice a year in January and July. In what appears to be an effort to take out the sting of this bad news, they did say that they would skip the increase coming in January. So what happened last year was they imposed the holiday surcharge, which ended December 26th or December 27th. And then on, I think it was January 20th, a new permanent price increase went into effect. So we had these very little windows of time where we weren't dealing with increased prices this time, we are going to catch a little bit of a break. We just had, at the end of August, this, again, the market dominant stuff. So media mail, library mail, first class stamps all went up in August. They will now be going up twice a year, but the first of those increases will not happen until July of next year. To help customers better prepare for this schedule, uh, again, they will not rise, pra raise prices on market-dominant products, including forever stamps, in January of 22. Instead, the next price adjustment is scheduled to happen in J 
July. Beginning in January of 2023, these price adjustments will occur twice a year, January, July of 2023, and 2024, etc., until or unless uh, they request for that to change yet once again. Uh, As I said, those products include first-class mail, USPS marketing mail, periodicals, package services, which includes media mail, library mail, uh, and special services. So yay us media sellers. Uh, Again, one more reason to, if you're offering free shipping on that stuff, to consider changing maybe not all your existing listings, but your strategy on that. Because if you're going to get hit with price increases, if they're anything like the last one, it was fairly substantial. I mean, the price went up 30 cents on a one pound or less package. If you're going to face a 30 cent increase twice a year, you're really quickly going to get into a situation where all of your margins are being eroded. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, the Remember the annual or the holiday surcharge goes into effect in early October. I think I've got an article on that coming up here in a minute. Uh, that will last until the 26th of December, and then we're going to get a break until July. So while they're talking about raising our rates and slowing down the mail, they are asking people to continue to mail letters. Do people mail letters? Do you, do you have like a pen pal somewhere? Do you mail letters to anybody? I do everything over text or email myself, so I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. They say, keep mailing letters. That's part of the advice they offered to customers in today's notice of first-class mail slowdown that it will put into place in two weeks. Beginning October 1st, mail traveling hefty distances will take between one to two days longer to arrive. Why, you may ask, the article says, in order to increase delivery reliability, consistency, and efficiency for our customers and across our network. I'm not quite sure how slowing it down meets those goals, but... I'm just a guy in my basement talking to a camera. (laughs) Uh, If it would take you more than one day to drive your mail to its destination, make sure to give your long-distance mail some extra time to travel with the Postal Service, they said in their announcements. Uh, Note that USPS also wants to change service standards for first-class package service. In its request, it noted that 4% of those packages would be upgraded from three-day to two-day service. And for 32% of the packages, the service standard would increase by one or two days. So kind of going both ways on here, but they're asking for more money and they're giving you less service. It's usually the other way around. If you're an actual (laughs) uh, honest-to-God business, generally you're trying to do more for less. You're trying to give the customer a better value a better service, a better product, and simultaneously reduce the price. The United States Postal Service is in a spiral of doing exactly the opposite. So there you go. Uh, eBay just posted yesterday uh, shipping carrier peak season rate and surcharge update. So here we go. Um, the United States Postal Service, they note, will temporarily increase prices from October 3rd to December 26th. They have a nice chart that shows what those price increases will be. FedEx is also imposing a rate surcharge. Those fees are not yet fully set in stone for eBay purchased labels, so be sure you keep a watch on eBay on your seller hub for an announcement on that. 
uh, but they will have delivery surcharges from November 1st to January 16th. So they've got a, a window that starts and ends a little bit later. Um, UPS, if you are using eBay's UPS labels, there will be no rate for surcharge increases this season. So beware of that. Um, UPS, I believe they are implementing some some surcharges, but they'll only be in effect if you buy your label directly from UPS. If you're buying it from eBay, uh, we're going to we're going to get a break there. So good deal. Speaking of the holidays, Amazon has extended their holiday return period again this year. This is right around the corner, beginning October 1st. Shoppers on Amazon will have until January 31st of 2022 to return items they purchase as the marketplace institutes its extended holiday returns policy. Previously, uh, this special holiday returns policy kicked in on November 1st, but for the second consecutive year, they're starting it a month earlier on October 1st. So that seems like an extraordinarily long time. I know, as this article points out, some people are shopping earlier and earlier for the holidays, but man, that's that's a long time. Many sellers, of course, reacted to the announcement, were concerned, especially those who sell seasonal items, including items for Halloween. Oh, good, wrote one seller. I can't wait to get all my Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas costumes and decorations back on January 31st. That's probably an extreme view of it, but I'm sure there are people who are going to take advantage of this and essentially use this stuff rent-free and just return it. So uh, one seller did point out that some people do their holiday shopping early. Um, Another seller said they were expecting earlier holiday shopping because word was getting out to consumers about shortages from suppliers and reminders to shop early. Between those two statements, I expect earlier holiday shopping, buying, and shortages from suppliers this season. These are both good things as buyers who can't find things in stores will come to Amazon or eBay or elsewhere to order them. So I know Pure Hustle Podcast has talked about this a couple of times over their last few episodes that for their money, Q4 is actually going to start early because there are already reports that toys and items like that are going to be in short supply this holiday season. So people are already starting to buy things. If you are a seller in those spaces, you can let us know in the comments down below whether that's something that you're experiencing. But I would expect um, online sellers stand to do pretty well this holiday season because I think stores are going to be fairly short-stocked. Moving on to eBay, uh, their promoted listings advanced beta launched late last week. For business sellers, you can now... uh, enter into the agreement to do a pay-per-click ad with eBay. We talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, Mo over at the Reseller Niche podcast actually did an experiment on this. You can go to his channel. He's got a a pretty good video on what his experience was and why he thinks it's a bad idea. So I'm not going to belabor the point. I will try to link to that in the show notes down below. Uh, I know he posted, I believe it was on Instagram and maybe also in his Facebook group, that he had done a handful of these promoted listings and he got something like, I want to say 7,300 exposures, views of his items and enough clicks that he spent $7 in advertising money, but it resulted in no sales. And this is the downside to the cost per click method. 
you're you're paying for people to put eyeballs on your item. And like we talked about in last week's episode, there are some sellers who say they are maliciously going to click other people's ads just to cost them money. So be aware of that. This is another tool in the toolbox. I'm not, I don't want to totally rule it out for people who it might be effective for, but I think by and large for a lot of resellers, this is probably not a good value, but uh, it is up and available now if you are a business seller. So you can go check that out or go check out Mo Reseller Niche Podcast's YouTube video on his experiment with it. Finally, some good news. <laughs> uh, eBay announced on yesterday, actually, the 21st, they're lowering fees in parts and accessories categories. We're updating our fees to help parts and accessory sellers make higher margins on their biggest sales starting September 21st, which was yesterday. So they announced this and boom, it was in place. We'll lower the final value fee to 2.35% on the portion of parts and accessory sales over $1,000 for essentially for store subscribers. So in the past, that fee from $1,000 to $2,500 on a part or accessory was a crazy 11.7%. That is now down to 2.35%. So that's a huge drop. If you're selling in that category, congratulations, your margins just went up. <laughs> uh, they will still collect anywhere from 87 to 11.7% of the portion of the sale below $1,000. But anything over that amount will now be 2.35% uh, all the way to infinity. So nice, nice change for sellers over in that category. Continuing on with eBay, they have asked for sellers to provide p feedback on their latest changes, the fall seller update. eBay has asked sellers for feedback on the changes announced in its fall seller update. It invited sellers to take a two-question survey, so we're not getting too deep here, <laughs> uh, on Thursday. In a post on the eBay boards, eBay for Business said it wanted to know what sellers thought. Quote, your answers to this two-question survey could influence future posts, events, videos, and more. It linked to the survey landing page on the jebit.com website. There will be a link also in this article where it invited sellers to share your thoughts. You've read the fall seller update. Now tell eBay for business what changes you're looking forward to and which ones you have questions about. Uh, this article essentially lists what those things are. Uh, they list a bunch of things that you might be looking forward to, and then they just ask what you're not looking forward to or what you don't understand. And there's no kind of multiple choice on that. So if you're inclined to provide eBay feedback on their fall seller update, check out this article, click the link and go take this two question survey. Moving on one more eBay story here. This is not really directly related to eBay, but some of the shenanigans that go on an eBay seller who was aided by a FedEx employee got five years for fraud, actually got five and a half years, uh, selling sol stolen goods over a 10 year period. He was also sentenced for tax evasion. The department of justice said, according to this guilty plea and other court documents, the defendant purchased over three and a half million dollars worth of stolen goods from 2009 to 2019 from individuals with quote-unquote insider access to the goods and merchandise who stole the items without detection. Those people are a public school employee who sold $1 million in Apple products that he had pilfered from a New Mexico public school, uh, a program that was 
designed to provide the devices to underprivileged Native American school children. And that person got about $800,000 through PayPal. A FedEx employee who sold large quantities of goods that he had stolen from shipments, uh, some of which were destined to a Walmart distribution center. The defendant typically paid 50% of retail price for the stolen goods and sold them on eBay. In total, the defendant spent $1.5 million that he resold for $3 million. That's a lot of money, but his margins aren't really all that great. (laughs) Uh, And a college friend, the defendant enlisted a college friend to allow him to sell stolen goods through the friend's eBay accounts in exchange for a commission, which that person got over $10,000 a year. All three of those folks are... Uh, apparently pleading guilty and awaiting their sentencing as well. I assume they may have cooperated with the investigation, so maybe they'll get off a little easier. But um, again, it seems like every week there's an article about people trying to sell stolen goods on eBay. Um, It appears like you can get away with it for quite a while because some of these went on for a long, long time, 8, 10, 12 years, and then they finally got busted. And now they're going to do prison time moving on to etsy uh they don't want you to promote whether you're a star seller or not as we talked about last week and with the fight club reference but they are going to promote the hell out of it (laughs) uh ebay or rather etsy promotes its star sellers in an email marketing campaign as promised Etsy is promoting sellers whom it determines are eligible for its brand new star seller program. Etsy sent a marketing email on Monday with the subject line, meet some star sellers. It talks about what is a star seller. It describes what the criteria are for the program. Uh, In the email underneath the link to the Etsy website, Etsy featured five sellers with the heading, see why customers love these stellar sellers. Included a profile picture, a testimonial, two featured items, and a link to their shops. This program, as we've talked about, was announced back on July 28th. It launched this month and has met with quite a bit of controversy over on Etsy. One of the reasons that that is the case, and sellers had pointed this out, and Etsy has all but confirmed it now, Etsy CEO Josh Silverman told Wall Street analysts he was considering using the Star Seller Program to influence sellers' placement in search results though the marketplace has not informed sellers of any such plans. So sellers were already talking about this. How how long will it be before this metric factors into where you appear in the search rankings? And uh, Silverman is already talking about it with Wall Street. So it's coming if you're a seller on Etsy. Um, I guess you're going to need to do what you need to do to make sure you qualify for the Star Seller Program so that you get prime placement or you could just start selling on ebay and use their cost per click and go straight to the top there's a thing (laughs) uh i think it started appearing yesterday on my ebay seller hub where it says something effect to that effect take your listing straight to the top literally pay for the cost per click and your listing will appear number one so there you go it's all it's all a scam it's all a way for these businesses to make more money which it it's what we're all here for i agree but i feel like a lot of these programs are squeezing the wrong people they're squeezing their sellers who are the folks who are responsible for them making money i mean it takes everybody it takes buyers and sellers but if there are no sellers on these platforms with goods to sell 
they got nothing. And to continue to ask, and at every turn, it's not just the platforms, it's the shippers and the carriers and Goodwill, everybody is squeezing resellers. Now, to be fair, some of us are making 90, 95% gross margin, so we can probably afford to be squeezed a little bit, but man, it is just incessant right now. Last thing in the news, I uh, always try to end with something weird. Uh, shoppers are fuming as, I guess it's Lidl, L-I-D-L, trainers and socks sell out in stores and turn on up on eBay for hundreds of pounds. This company over in the UK offered some, apparently they have really brightly colored themes in their stores and with their marketing, they started offering some training shoes for £12.99 and they quickly sold out because resellers aren't just about video games. They'll buy anything that they think they can make a buck on and budget supermarket Lytle has vowed to investigate. After fuming shoppers say they've not been able to get hold of the brand's new trainers and socks, which sold out within days and has now been turning up on auction site eBay for vastly inflated prices. Uh, striking blue and red trainers have been turning up on the resale site eBay, where sellers have been offering them from prices ranging from 30 pounds to 500 pounds, right up to buy it now prices of a thousand. This is for a shoe that's 1299. Um, not easy to get the trainers when the staff in my local store are chatting openly about buying three or four pairs each to sell online. That's where the crackdown's going to come. Um, typically, my experience in retail, when there's a deal like that, a doorbuster or whatever the case is, employees are ineligible. They can't participate in that. Apparently, they did not do that in this case. And the employees started buying the stuff up and... They're flipping them on eBay themselves. So <laughs> uh, there you go. That uh, that wraps up the news for this week. Uh, let me jump over here into the comments. Man, it looks like it's been busy over here. So let's scroll back up here all the way to the top. Lots of good mornings. Hello, everyone. Thank you again, as always, for joining. Um, I know 10 a.m. Eastern is probably not always the best time for people. So uh, Van Jam, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, and catching it live. You're one that's always catching it on the replay. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, Brandy, my reseller treasure, uh, listening while shopping. Sourcing or shopping? There's a difference. <laughs> uh, Van Jim says, I did not see that. What sad news? Always sad to hear about someone in the community that passes. Yeah, referring to the Alabama Pickers story. Uh, that's just, it's a shame. It really is. Uh, lots of good mornings here. Let's see. Rebel Junk, Aaron, I avoid selling clothing at all costs. We do buy used clothes, so always glad to hear of more options to shop eco-friendly places in person and online. Yeah, I, I, like I said, the measurement thing pretty much rules me out on the clothing. Although of late, I, I mentioned, I think it was in an Instagram post a couple of weeks ago, I had someone who asked for measurements on a stainless steel straw over the last week. I have had numerous requests for measurements on books. How, how big is this book? Um, strange. So <laughs> uh, let's move on here. Let's see. Uh, Van Jam, it was about time Amazon did that. Yeah, that, the review scamming thing to me is there's no place for that. So uh, Mo, I, I just gave you a shout out and here you are in the, in the thing. Finally caught it live. I appreciate you coming out. Uh, what else have we got here? USPS is getting a little ridiculous though, because of the prices and they're also starting to delay shipments and it's not even Q4. Yeah. I don't know that that's 
the slowdowns necessarily, other than the ones that they've announced coming up next month, are intentional, but things are definitely moving slower. Uh, Jim Lucas says you can only increase prices so much. Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly know how they're going to get away with twice a year increases unless they're fairly small. They do in their actual PDF of what they're going to do. It does lay out how they're going to calculate those increases. Frankly, it's over my head. It talks about some things that I'm not familiar with in terms of kind of the back end of their business. But yeah, a twice a year price increase. I mean, if it's 25, 30 cents a pop, uh, that's going to add up in a big, big hurry. Uh, Mo says he had a pen pal in 1989. Here's an interesting story. We're way, way off the topic here. So when I had my record store, I had an independent artist who came in. He was a rapper and he was fantastic. I mean, he was really, really good. And, but he was really, really always in trouble. And he ended up going to prison and he wrote me a letter from prison. So I started just writing back and forth with this guy. And we did that for, gosh, two or three years. And he finally got out and he came to visit me. And he says, you know, he says, you are the only person that wrote me back. My family didn't write me back. All my homies didn't write me back. Nobody wrote to me while I was away, but you. And I will never forget that. And I can't tell you, again, it's another one of those stories about that record store, about that little CD shop that just shows what kind of impact I tried at least to have on the community and what people thought about what we were doing there. It, I remember those things way more than I remember how much money I made or at the end lost <laughs> uh, in that business. But uh, that was just amazing to me. Uh, he ultimately, uh, unfortunately, ended up shooting another guy and going back to prison, and I've kind of lost touch with him. So, unfortunately, I don't know what happened there uh, after I closed the store, but at least at that point, um, I had a pen pal as well. The Fi Resellers, good morning. Love your podcast. Excellent audio quality. Thank you. I try. Uh, wanted to stop by and say hi. I appreciate it. Uh, Revan has, Rob, Aaron, Rebel Junk, has anyone heard more about the discounted UPS through Pirate Ship? I have not seen anything. I haven't seen any announcements yet on theirs. I want to say it might be the 1st of October when they were planning to make that announcement. So we'll, we'll see what that goes like. TRB Collectibles, Ryan, have you been ramping up listing for fourth quarter? I generally don't do a bunch of extra for fourth quarter. I'm generally trying to list anywhere from 100 to 150 items a week consistently all the time. Unless I'm doing CDs or DVDs, it's really hard to do more than that anyway. So that's kind of my number, and that's what I'll hit kind of through fourth quarter. Right now, I'm wading my way through uh, some really interesting late 1800s and early 1900s sheet music that I picked up in an estate sale. Boxes and boxes of it for what amounted to about four cents a piece. So should be some should be some good money there. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, yeah, what else did I sell this week? Yes, uh, Brandy, re- my reseller treasure. 
grocery shopping and a stop by the, you got to stop by the Goodwill and check out what's going on. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. So with that, let's get into. The What Sold on eBay recap. So let me get out of the solo here. This first item, this was in a big box of books. Uh, it's not particularly a huge sale. $15.99 plus shipping for three 1983 era vintage Weight Watchers program. Uh, quick Start 1, Quick Start 2, and Pep Step Personal Exercise Plan. These are little staple bound booklets. They were just thrown in a box. I think. It's one of those things that a lot of folks probably would not take any time with. They might not even look up. There was nothing like it on eBay. I checked for comps. There was nothing there. I own them for four cents a piece. So I threw it up there for $15.99 plus shipping. It lasted less than 48 hours and somebody bought them. So I got 12 cents in those and it went for $15.99. So don't especially if you're buying in bulk, you're going to end up sometimes with a lot of just random stuff that ends up in those boxes kind of by mistake. And sometimes there's, there's relatively decent money in them. I mean, 16 bucks isn't, as I joke regularly, I'm not buying my Lamborghini with that, uh, but 16 bucks is 16 bucks. Here's another one of those kind of random items. I love these old spiral bound cookbooks. You can usually find them in estate sales and you can usually get them for a quarter, 50 cents a piece, sometimes even less if you'll buy all of them. This is one that I got at an estate sale, gosh, probably six months ago for a quarter. I'll probably butcher this, but uh, Cucinare con Amore, Cooking with Love, Authentic Roman Recipes by Ariella. This is from 2006. So it's kind of a one of those comb spiral bound cookbooks. I own it for a quarter, went for $21.99 with free shipping. I have over the last week, I have sold several community church cookbooks that I picked up for 10, 15 cents, 25 cents for anywhere from 12 to $15. So this is just an example of one of those kind of random things that a lot of times you can pick up super, super cheap at a sale. Again, if you have the time and the space and are willing to deal with some long tail on some of this stuff, um, they, that's great return on investment from a quarter to 22 bucks. Some DVDs, the original Planet of the Apes. I think this was part of a larger box set, but it was Battle for Conquest of, Escape from, and Behind the Planet of the Apes. Was, I put it together in a four-DVD lot. These were from 1969 to 1973. These were part of a big... 800 plus DVD pickup that I did after an estate sale. So I own these for about 17 cents a piece. So I got what 68 cents in these sold for $22.99 with free shipping. You can tell how long some of this stuff has been here because I'm not doing free shipping anymore. <laughs> uh, here's another one from that same lot. So another DVD that I own for 15 cents, an old anime from 2004 birth, a war of two worlds. This went for $25.49 on a 15% offer that I sent out. So again, real nice flip from $0.17. Cents. Mercari on the board this week, an old book. I picked this up um, as part of a bulk buy at an estate buyout. So I own this for about $0.25. Cents. A Sketch of Medicine and Pharmacy, 1943, Samuel Evans. 
Uh, real nice book, 26 bucks plus uh, free shipping. So from a quarter, again, to 26 bucks. Another interesting old, this was kind of like a binder uh, from 1960s, the new Worldwide Postage Stamp album. I had this listed, I think, for $27.99 or $29.99. I sent out an offer for 15% off, and it sold for $25.49 plus shipping. I own this for one thin dollar. I picked this up at a garage sale uh, right before a massive thunderstorm back in the spring. So I've had this for probably four or five months. This was part of a huge 2,500 book lot that I did. Uh, gosh, a year ago now, I uh, had a bunch of old military books in it. I own them for a quarter apiece. This is the last year of the Kriegsmarine, May 1944 to May 1945. It's a hardcover with dust jacket uh, from the 1990s. 1994 was about the last year of the German Navy. This went for $27.99 with free shipping. So again, from an original investment of a quarter as part of a bulk buy to 28 bucks. Another $28 sale. These two books I literally just picked up on Friday. Uh, Bull Cook and Authentic Historical Recipes and Practices. I was fortunate enough. They had both Volume 1 and Volume 2 at this sale. I had the only set of both volumes listed on both eBay and Mercari. I paid $1 each for these, so $2 total. This sold on Mercari for $28 with free shipping. So that's pretty cool. Uh, real interesting late 60s, early 70s kind of recipes and hunting techniques and all kinds of random stuff in there. Um, I had never seen these before, but 28 bucks out of $2. Here's another one from a big estate buy. I own this for 25 cents as well. The Nature of the Chemical Bond by Linus Pauling. This is a third edition hardcover from 1960 published by the Cornell University Press. I just listed this within the last couple of weeks as I weighed my way through uh, some of these big lots that I've bought. I had this listed for $34.99 plus shipping. I got an offer of $30 plus shipping. Again, I own it for a quarter. Of course, I'm going to take that offer. <laughs> um, here's, an, here's an item that I've had for a long time. I picked up a couple of Sony CD players from a Goodwill. Man, last winter, this was probably January, I paid $7 for one and $8 for the other. The one that I paid $8 for had a remote. It sold pretty quickly. This one sat here for a while. A Sony CDPC 225 five-disc CD changer. I tested it. It was working. It didn't have its remote. I think that slowed its sale quite a bit, but still... Uh, again, I paid $7 for it. It sold for $34.99 plus shipping. I'm, I still, I talk about it all the time. I'm a little always on the fence about big electronics because there's so much work to pack and ship, but they're one of those things that you can make big margin dollars on. This one was not particularly huge at $35. I've got books that are selling for that, but sometimes they're 80, 100, 200 bucks. Um, they're worth taking a little time to pack up. So be on the lookout for those. Doctor Who, these continue. I, I wish I had more of them. I hope I find more of them. If you're not on the lookout for Doctor Who DVDs, add it to your Bolo list. 
These have just been fantastic. Um, a lot of them have sold kind of in the sub $15 range, but my average selling price for the entire lot that I bought, which was 140 some, has been almost $21 now. This one, uh, Doctor Who, The Modern Undead, story number 126 from the Peter Davidson years. This went for $37.99 with free shipping. I bought that lot for an average cost of $1.42 per movie. So that is a nice score. Every week here lately, it's been model roading magazines. This week, I've got two for you. They went to the same buyer over two different days. Uh, model railroading and actual prototype railroading. So trains magazine, um, rail fan and railroading. This lot of four years of magazines went for sixty-seven sixteen plus customer paid shipping. So I own each of these years for less than a dollar. So I've got four dollars less than four dollars invested in this. Went for sixty-seven dollars and sixteen cents. He liked those so much. The next day, he bought five more for a hundred dollars. In this case, I went ahead and did free shipping because he had bought so many of these. So uh, again, five years worth. I've got less than five dollars invested in them, and his purchase price was one hundred dollars. And now, your flip of the week. Dun dun dun! I just picked this up over the weekend. I believe uh, Steve Resale Dojo may have sold a set of these recently as well. The Story of Civilization by Will and Ariel Durant. This was an 11-volume set from Simon & Schuster that were published from kind of the early 1950s to the early 1970s. It was a complete set of all 11 volumes. The dust jackets were not in the best condition. They were chipping, particularly at the top. A couple of them had obviously been exposed to the sun. They were faded, but it was a complete set. I own these for, I think I paid about $1.18 a piece in a bulk buy for these. So less than a dollar and a quarter is what it worked out to. So 11 of them, I got maybe 12 bucks in this. Sold for $109.99 plus shipping. These sold uh, literally within an hour. So I probably underpriced them. <laughs> uh, looking at comps, they ran anywhere from about 66 bucks to 150 180 I didn't feel like mine were kind of in premium condition because of the chipping on the dust jackets and the fading and the wear. The books themselves were in really great shape. Uh, but anytime you can find a complete set of these, if you can get them for a buck or two per book, uh, it's it's $100 set all day plus shipping. So this sale was essentially with the shipping $140 some dollars. Um, I shipped them out right away in two boxes money in the bank. So that's a real nice sale and a real nice way to wrap up the what sold segment this week. Let me know what kind of week are you having? Are you selling some stuff? I've seen reports from sellers. Some sellers have had a really rough time in September. I'm one of them. Uh, September has not been really fantastic until the last few days. Um, but others are just having killer weekends. They had a great Labor Day weekend Last weekend was really good. So again, let us know in the comments or or you can reach out to me. If you're listening to the actual podcast, you can email me at galaxycds at gmail.com. I'm going to jump right back into the comments here one last time. Uh, Just some more welcomes. Regina Michelle, good morning. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, Van Jam, thank you. Uh, Love the what sold section. 
there's always some cool stuff in there, right? It's stuff that I think a lot of people overlook. Uh, I know I hit some of the same things week after week, but they always say, if you want somebody to learn something, you got to keep repeating it to them. So, <laughs> uh, Regina, giving some shout outs. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Fan Jam, great sales. Love how you find value in items I wouldn't even pick up. And that should be the same for all of us. Nobody is an expert in everything. And I've actually been thinking about that. I, I see resellers. I, I'm obviously, I'm showing you things that I think you should be on the lookout for. But I'm not one that says, you need to buy these if you're other than the Doctor Who DVDs. You need to buy those. <laughs> uh, but I see a lot of people on YouTube and on Instagram kind of with this, you know, if you're not buying these at garage sales, you're you're crazy. You're missing out. And some sellers just don't want to sell some things. I don't, for instance, tools. I have no interest in messing with tools. I know there are people who do really, really well selling tools and more power to you. And you should share those things. And those of us who want to learn from that, obviously we can, and we should be learning and kind of growing our business at all times, but don't get caught up in the, uh, you know, I got to sell this and I got to sell that because these people are selling it. You do you, if you're a clothing reseller and you're having success in clothing, you don't need to try to learn new categories if you're not interested in them. Now, if you want to grow your business or you just want to learn new categories, then by all means, dive in. You're going to make some mistakes, but hopefully the reselling community can help you with that, with videos and podcasts, kind of showing different things that they're buying and giving you advice on. Uh, so just a couple here to wrap up. TRB Collectibles, thank you so much. Uh, Vanjim again, so true. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Thanks, as always, to everyone who stopped by today live. If you're catching this on the replay, make sure oh, I did it again with the comment. Man, I'm terrible at that. Let me go back in here and hide that so you can see the really cool thumbs up <laughs> uh, and the subscribe graphic. If you are not a subscriber here, please consider subscribing. I've noticed a slight uptick over the last couple of weeks. I appreciate all of the new folks. If this kind of video was your jam, do me a favor, smack that thumbs up button. And with that, you can see over my shoulder, if you're watching on YouTube, either live or on replay, I've still got books everywhere, so I've got some work to do. So now, it's time to sell. Thanks for stopping by, guys, and we will see you next week. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.